Welcome to the Finding Freedom with Food podcast. I'm Cindy Fox, certified intuitive eating counselor, coach, and registered health professional. If you've spent years struggling with food and body image issues, and you're tired of having stress around food control your life, I'm here to help. Here on Finding Freedom with Food, I teach you how to step away from dieting, learn to trust yourself with food, and eat intuitively. Each week, I'll be dismantling unhealthy diet culture practices that are keeping you disconnected from your body's innate wisdom, and I'll be sharing my best tools, strategies, and mindset shifts to help you rebuild the peaceful, sustainable relationship with food in your body that you were born to have. In addition to this podcast, I'm always sharing free resources on my website, findingfreedomwithfood.com, and social. So find me at finding.freedom.with.food on Instagram and findingfreedomwithfood without the dots on other social platforms. Eating really can be effortless, pleasurable, and fun again. So if you're ready to get reacquainted with the intuitive eater inside of you, let's dive on in. Well, welcome back. So there is a lot of incomplete information about what intuitive eating is. And if you've been learning about intuitive eating from social media, it's easy to get the idea that it's simply not dieting and eating whatever the hell you want. This is totally wrong, by the way. Intuitive eating is so much more than just not dieting. As a matter of fact, intuitive eating is all about rebuilding trust, awareness, as well as connection with your body. Also, it's about having unconditional permission to eat, but in attunement with your body's internal cues. Now, it's also an evidence-based practice with more than 200 evidence-based studies to date. And it is a sustainable, lifelong way of eating that ends the chronic diet binge guilt cycle. Today, I'm going to be debunking some of the most common misconceptions about intuitive eating so that you have a clear understanding of why they're inaccurate and can feel more confident in making the decision to ditch restrictive dieting for good and pursue intuitive eating. Now, the first one. One of the main misconceptions about intuitive eating is that it is a eat all you want, whenever you want, free for all way of eating. And this is absolutely not the truth. Actually, nothing could be further from the truth than this. This perception actually distorts the premise of intuitive eating. Now, the intuitive eating process is about making peace with all foods, eating foods that are satisfying to your palate and as much as you need but it's about satisfying your body's actual need for nourishment. And this is really a critical and sometimes overlooked component. And that is that this is all done with attunement to your body and satiety cues. And this is really an important part of the intuitive eating process. Eating whatever, whenever you feel like without regard to hunger and fullness and how food feels in your body, well, that's not going to be a very satisfying experience and it can cause physical discomfort. Intuitive eating promotes finding a way of eating that makes you feel your best, also honors your health, and yes, 
gives yourself unconditional permission to eat what feels good. And think about it. If you were eating ice cream sundaes for every meal, it's likely number one, that's not going to feel very good in your body. And you're going to find that you end up craving something completely opposite, like salads or fresh fruits, grilled chicken, you know, things that are actually more nutrient dense. Your body is going to naturally give you cravings for those things that are going to make your body feel good. Now, the second misconception or myth about intuitive eating is that it's simply a hunger fullness diet. Intuitive eating is not at all a hunger fullness diet. It is not meant to be a diet at all. Intuitive eating does work through listening to hunger and fullness cues, but there's so much more to it. It's an entire eating framework and philosophy that changes your entire relationship with food. Now, unlike dieting, there really is no right or wrong, black or white, on or off switch with intuitive eating. In fact, obsessing about eating only at that perfect level of hunger and fullness is actually turning intuitive eating into a diet which is really the very behavior and mindset that intuitive eating seeks to help people really break away from. Now, it is about approaching hunger and fullness, but with curiosity instead of judgment. And so it teaches you how to learn from situations where maybe you allowed yourself to get too hungry before a meal or eat beyond fullness and how you can learn from that and what you'll do the next time and really move on with your life without guilt and shame. Intuitive eating also embraces practical hunger. So for example, where you may need to eat before you're too hungry to accommodate for your schedule. Now, I was recently working with a client on becoming more attuned to her body's internal cues, and I introduced her to a hunger fullness scale to really help her build that awareness and reconnect with her personal hunger and fullness cues. She really liked having that guide because it helped her check in with her physical sensations, something that she didn't really have a good handle on from all the years of dieting. What she found was it was actually easier for her to recognize the early signs of hunger, but it took a bit more trial and error in the beginning to understand the nuances of emerging fullness versus when she was actually satisfied, satiated, and ready to stop eating. Now, she would often stop eating when she became slightly full and then found that her mind kept drifting to the food that you know she hadn't finished. What she experienced was the early signs of emerging fullness, but she really was not yet full and satiated with the meal. So this was actually a really great learning exercise for her to have early on in her healing journey because it helped her recognize that when her body is actually truly full and satiated, thoughts of food dissipated and she was easily able to move on without recurring obsessive thoughts about food. If you struggle with recognizing and trusting your body's hunger and fullness cues, I created a free resource guide. It's called the five steps to reconnect with hunger and fullness. And this can be really helpful. In it, I teach you how to use this hunger fullness scale to keep your body fueled, energized, and it also can be very helpful in preventing overeating. Just go to hungerfulness.com to get your free copy. Now, the third common misconception about intuitive eating is if I allow myself permission to eat all foods, I'll just eat ice cream and cookies all day and I'll be unhealthy. Now, here's the thing. When you've been deprived of certain foods, 
even if it's just mentally off limits because you have mental restriction, it can be very natural to go to town on those foods in the early days of intuitive eating. But here's the thing, an important component to intuitive eating is breaking up with restrictive food rules and giving yourself permission to eat all foods. In that early phase though of intuitive eating, for some people, when they're working on making peace with food, some people experience what we call a honeymoon phase and they may eat more of these previously restrictive foods. But this phase will definitely pass and I wanna to explain to you further why this is the case. This is because Forbidden foods remain exciting and novel for dieters because those foods are not subject to what we call the habituation effect. Now, habituation explains what happens when you're repeatedly exposed to the same stimuli, whether it's a new car, a new relationship, or food. Now, after repeated exposure, the novelty of it begins to wear off. Now, think about that when you have a new car, right? The first weeks, maybe months, it's very exciting to get in that car and the smells. Eventually those feelings are a bit more neutralized. This is the same with a new relationship and particularly about food. And in the case of eating, when you're exposed to a food often enough, you actually desire it less because your brain won't consider it to be a novelty. So habituation, it is actually one of the reasons why leftovers become less appealing over time, even if it's a favorite food. Dieting heightens the novelty and desirability of our forbidden foods, right? The problem for chronic dieters is that restriction and food rules prevent the habituation response. Instead, the vicious diet cycle continues. And think about it, right? Dieting begins with food restriction, which is not sustainable over time, and eventually is followed by broken restraint and consumptions of the foods that you've been restricting. This triggers feelings of guilt, feelings of a lack of control with those foods, and then that guilt and uncontrolled eating provides false evidence that the lack of control requires more food rules, more constraint in your eating. Then you start back at square one with starting a new diet. This cycle actually creates the conditions for the perfect storm of overeating restricted foods. What this deprivation backlash cycle is really showing is that the more someone diets, the more likely they are to engage in binge eating the foods that they restrict. It may sound counterintuitive, but giving yourself permission to eat is actually the antidote to this vicious cycle. So when you finally make peace with food and you know it's available and you can have it at any time, you no longer will be haunted by that chocolate or that cookie or the pizza or the cupcake or the pasta or other foods. If the food's not off limits, that threat of now or never or what the hell overeating, it goes away and it gives you the space to really think about your experience with eating the food. So for example, do I really like and enjoy the taste of the food? Do I like how the food feels in my body? Would I choose to feel this way again after eating this meal or snack? And would I choose to eat the amount based on how it feels in my body? Now, once you've successfully habituated to previously forbidden foods, you'll start to feel freer to eat a wide variety of foods, including some of the foods that maybe were previous off limits, but also other foods that were likely encouraged by the diets that you followed. It's totally normal to crave fun foods like ice cream and cookies, 
but also begin to genuinely enjoy and crave other foods, including things like fruits, vegetables, and lean meats. Now, I understand that this may feel like a pipe dream if you've been currently stuck in that never-ending loop of craving and guilt with foods that you deem as bad or restricted. But as I shared, the deprivation itself is so often what creates that out of control feeling with food. Not only does depriving yourself of certain foods make them more alluring, but overall calorie restriction may also make our brains more attuned to food and food-related stimuli, particularly to those foods that we view as the most appetizing. But when you stop the physical and mental deprivation, eventually you'll stop feeling as irresistibly drawn to those foods. So when you don't truly believe that you can eat whatever food you like, you're gonna continue to feel deprived, ultimately overeat the food and be blocked from feeling satisfied with your eating. And when you are not feeling satisfied, you'll be on the prowl for more food. However, when you know food will be allowed day after day, it doesn't become so important to have it now food loses its power and the urgency to have larger quantities eventually dissipates. It can take some time and practice and for some people some support to fully make peace with all foods and for some people to get through that honeymoon phase. But once you get there, it becomes so much easier to start applying gentle nutrition and really to start choosing foods that both taste good but also help you feel good. And this leads me to the last myth that I wanna to touch on. And that is that there is no focus on nutrition with intuitive eating. This is a very common misconception with intuitive eating is that health and nutrition goes out the window. Many critics express concern that encouraging people to listen to their body encourages them to eat with reckless abandon, resulting in poor nutrition. And this is not the case at all. Nutrition is an important aspect of the intuitive eating process. Intuitive eating is actually about finding food freedom in a way that makes you feel good mentally and physically. And in fact, the last of the 10 intuitive eating principles is called gentle nutrition. I'm gonna be devoting an entire episode to gentle nutrition, so make sure to tune in next week so you can learn all about how nutrition plays such an important role in the intuitive eating process. I'm gonna be sharing insight into how intuitive eating is actually associated with improved nutrition intake, eating a wider variety of all foods, as well as reduced eating disorder and disordered eating symptoms. Now you're also gonna learn some simple ways to start incorporating gentle nutrition into meals and snacks in a way that will keep you satiated, energized, and feeling your best. So until then, I hope that you have a beautiful week and I look forward to continuing to share important strategies and insight and tips that will help support you on your intuitive eating healing journey. Thank you so much for listening to the Finding Freedom with Food podcast. Make sure to check out the show notes for any resources mentioned in this episode. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave the show a review and let me know what you want to hear more of. Leaving a review will also help others get inspiration, support, and resources to help them on their food freedom journey. 
If you found this episode helpful, share it on social media and don't forget to tag me at finding.freedom.with.food on Instagram and finding freedom with food without the dots on other social media platforms. And remember, you are not put on this earth to live life obsessed with what you eat and caught up in a never-ending battle with your body. So keep focusing on tuning out the diet culture voices and turning up the volume of your body's amazing intuition.